we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, we're doing things a little bit differently this morning, as uh, might be already apparent. Um, so kind of bear with us. Uh, if you have kids that are over the age of three, you do not need to check them in today because they're going to stay in here with you all day. Uh, if you're joining us online, uh, we welcome you also. We're sorry you can't be with us in person, but we're happy that you can uh, worship along with us in that way. Um, and just as kind of a, uh, information for you, things will be a little different too. So um, we just appreciate you guys' patience as we try something different. I, I hope that you guys find some benefit out of this this morning. Let's all stand and we're going to worship, uh, open our worship with a word of prayer this morning. Father, we give you thanks and praise because of the great things you have done. You are a great God and only you are deserving of our praise. Lord, I just ask that as we gather this morning, uh, you would uh, work through the things that have been planned. Lord, I pray that uh, we would honor you with those things as we do them, whether that's going to be lifting our voices in praise together, fellowshipping together, uh, learning from your word, or even learning more about how you would like to work uh, in our families. Uh, Lord, I just pray all those things would be done uh, with a focus on the work that you've done through Jesus and your grace and your redemption that you bring through him. Lord, I pray we would not take that for granted and we'd honor it with all that we do. Uh, we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
done for me.
this might help. Just don't drop it. Just don't drop it. <laughs> All right. Hey, we, we have another opportunity today to, to watch. This, this is Precious. And uh, Precious has been asking and, and uh, has gone through the book and, and looked through the scriptures and has continued to say yes to Jesus, right? And, and looking forward to this decision. We talked about, you know, this is not easy to follow after Jesus. And so we made that clear. And so she said what to that? Go ahead, right? Go ahead. All right. All right. So uh, we just are going to go ahead and proceed with that. I'm so glad you guys could watch this. Precious because of the confession of faith, of wanting to receive Jesus as your Savior, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. Man, in response to that, let's all stand together and continue uh, singing this morning.
Hey, good morning again. Uh, I, I did not catch what Eric had, had said. Uh, this is Family Ministry Sunday. Was that said? Uh, we don't always have bouncy houses in front of the church for worship service. So, uh, and, and I know there's a lot of things that's going to happen directly after service. Kids are excited and, and you know, they're ready to jump on them, I know. But that's after service, okay? And, and donuts were, where I was told no. Uh, is for after service, okay, not before service. Anyway, uh, it is good to see you all, and just opportunity to worship is, is man, it, it is a great opportunity, especially in coming together with fellow, fellow believers. Uh, those who love and are following after Jesus want to do their best in following after Jesus. Um, so today we're taking a break from taking, taking root, that walk through the book of Acts. I will tell you that next week Matthew is going to begin chapter 10 of Acts. So if you want to go ahead and read that beginning part where, where Peter sees some visions, uh, you might go ahead and read up on that, develop questions or some thoughts on that, because Matthew is going to preach uh, this next Sunday. Uh, as of today, I have the privilege of starting. With, there's some videos, and I know there's some other things that uh, the ministry team has planned. Our, our kids are staying with us. Did he say that already? Uh, kids are actually staying with us today because of family ministry team that I think that's the reason they said you got 10 minutes so so I need to proceed okay um, then then I'm going to pass it over to Matthew here in just a little bit uh, what we've seen already in the book of Acts is just the powerful church uh, it, it, it when Jesus said uh, that the Holy Spirit's coming and and you knew that the church began with just amazing power and and Numbers of people, thousands of people were coming to believe in Jesus with a simple message of this. The, the message was, you killed him and God raised him from the dead. That, that was part, you know, maybe a small part of, of Peter's message that people responded and said, what do we need to do? And so people were doing that. And, and also, it, it's, it's not just through the message, but the fact that, that persecution started was a big part of the church spreading beyond Jerusalem into those other areas. And, and we, we just see, as a matter of fact, as we begin chapter 10, we're going to see it even spreading farther and farther. What about today? What about today? Are, are you thinking about that when we're reading through this book of Acts? I mean, the church started with such a, a, an amazing uh, thing of the Holy Spirit coming in and dwelling and, and, and the powerful message. Those two things especially, the, that gospel message. And, and we think, what has changed in the church? The one word I think about is comfortable. <laughs> is comfortable a good thing? Comfortable can be a good thing after a long, hard day of work. It is nice to sit in the lazy boy in air conditioning and be comfortable. There, there's a time for comfort. But, but when I think about the church, I don't think about comfortable. Matter of fact, walking with Jesus over the, the, the three years, those apostles, do you think they were comfortable? Walking with Jesus, I, I think they were at times but man, Peter would say one thing about, oh no, I'm not going to let that happen to you. Uh, get behind me, Satan. And then 
Peter's not comfortable anymore, right? How many times have we seen, you know, just the very words of Jesus just shake people and, and remind us that, hey, the church has the same purpose when we think about the continued proclamation of the death and resurrection of Jesus. That's, that's what we are here for. Uh, in that, the leadership, uh, together with uh, uh, the ministry staff, we sat down, and this, this is going to seem silly because it's such a simple phrase, but we worked on this for months and I think well over a year uh, in developing just the phrase, in order for us to keep our focus upon what we're doing. If we don't have purpose, then we meet on Sunday, and that becomes our purpose. We're here on Sunday. That's great. Uh, can't wait till next Sunday. There's so much more when it comes to following after Jesus, right? So the purpose of the church, we, we developed this statement. The purpose of the church is this. We are fostering the family of God. Fostering the family of God. That Again, that seems real simple, but that... That is what we look at, and that's what we measure ourselves. And, and we even began asking this question, uh, how are we doing, and how can we do it better? Uh, there's a passage in Scripture I don't want to neglect. It's Ephesians chapter 12, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12. Uh, in Ephesians 4 is a great passage to read. You know, if you have an opportunity, read that later today. It really is focused upon the working of the church today. In the beginning part of that, it talks about how God has given to us God's gifts. He's equipped the church. He has given us everything we need. He's given us the Holy Spirit. And each one, he has given uh, gifts in order for us to work together as a body, like we talked about last week. We work together. And all that God has given us enables us to do what it says in 12 through 15. Listen carefully. He said, to equip the saints, he, he gives us all this, uh, working together, community. He gives us his gifts to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. It does go on. I, I don't want to skip over these verses as well. So, so far, it's saying, hey, the reason for all this is so we could grow into maturity in Christ, the fullness of Christ. 14 says, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness, and in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, Jesus Christ. Growing in the fullness of Christ, we hear the words to mature and to grow up. So, so the focus of the church is to foster the family. Our focus is that all of us are growing in Jesus. How are we doing? Oh, no response. <laughs> I, I, would, I think that's a question that not only I could ask you individually, but it's a question we ought to ask each other. As brothers and sisters in Christ, how are you growing? You know, what, what is it, what's, uh, what, where is God stretching you today? Uh, what are you reading in Scripture that's a challenge or an encouragement to you? Are, are you doing that? 
How are we doing in this growing? I think all of us, I said the leadership is evaluating where we are. I think each of us individually ought to be asking, am I growing? Is there anything that hinders? Hebrews chapter 11. Is there anything that, that is hindering? Actually, 12. Yeah, 12. Anything that, no, it's 11. Sorry, I'll have this debate with myself later. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 has that place where don't let those things that hinder, you know, toss those things off. Leave those things behind. How are we doing in that? Uh, we are fostering the family of God, and we have, we have identified three simple words that, that brings us to that place. That's going to help us to achieve helping us all grow together. And it's these three words, reach, teach, and connect. Reach, teach, and connect. That's reaching the lost, teaching the saved, and connecting the body together in the, in the Holy Spirit. Those three things we think are so important that we're focused upon them. The reaching the lost, we've talked a lot about, especially going to the book of Acts, right? We watch this book of Acts, and it is so prevalent in there where they are preaching the message. Wherever they go, they're taking this gospel message uh, to, to the world around them, to the places around them, to their friends, to their neighborhood. And we want to be a part of that. Matter of fact, in the elders' discussion here recently, we're saying that is an area we think we could improve. So we're praying, we're thinking, we're, we're just saying how we, can we as a church, all of us, be involved in more taking that gospel message into our community, into our neighborhoods uh, throughout Junction City and the neighboring cities around us? How could we be a part of that? Also, teaching the Word. Uh, you know, if you come on Sunday, you know, bring your Bible or you know that, that every time I'm preaching, there's that content of the Scripture that we use it to guide. So there's a big difference. You can have your doctrine that guides the Bible, but, but it ought to be the Bible that guides and directs our doctrine or our teaching. It's according to the Word. And so that's, that's one of our greatest values is God's Word. We want to hear what He has to say to us. We want to hear what he directs us to be doing. He wants to know, or, or we want to know how God wants me to change and, and be directed in this life. Why? Because before God, who sent his son to die for us, we want to do it well, right? Uh, if, if there's anything I want to get accomplished is I want to love him well. I want to serve him well in this world because there's an eternity ahead. There's a Eternity in head that has been made available through Jesus Christ. Then connecting. Connecting. And now that, that connecting is not just for fellowship. I love fellowship. I, I love meeting people. I love seeing people again and again and, and having conversations. Um, in the long run, I love going through difficulties with people, even though the difficulties might be directed at me. But in what I've seen over and over again is through those difficulties, Good things could happen as long as you don't ignore it and turn your back and run away from it, right? That's, that's just the way it is. This connecting thing, this, this idea of connecting, actually God has made possible because we all have the same spirit. We all have the same Savior. What's his name? Okay, some of you know it. What is his name? Okay, I, I thought we were all on the same page. That's great. So we're all on the same page. It is because of Jesus, and through Jesus, we all have the same spirit indwelling us. We all have that same place of we want to grow and mature in Christ. 
So we as a church, we want to be instrumental in, in working together, encouraging one another, building each other up, and, and even challenging each other in order for us to grow in Christ. All right. So here was my responsibility. We, we exist uh, to foster the family of God. We are fostering the family of God, and we're doing it through these three, three things. We are, we are reaching the lost, teaching those who are saved, and connecting as a community through the Holy Spirit for the purpose of God. All right, I'm going to turn it over to Matthew and, and let him. Do you need this? Okay, all right. Check, check. Yep. All right, I have to write everything down or else I'll be up here for way too long. So, uh, all right. Man, I know for some of you, having your kids in here is honestly stressful. Uh, I get it. My three-year-old is over there, probably raising hate and discontent. So I'm going to try to go as quick as I can here, but obviously I still want to accomplish the purpose that, that I am up here for. So obviously, good morning. I, I honestly appreciate Ronnie giving me the time to come up here and share. But to be honest with you, I think uh, he was a little too excited about it because then I, now I'm preaching next Sunday. So... Uh, anytime Ronnie can get a chance to uh, not be up here, he's all about it. So, you know what, though? When you've had 28 years of experience uh, in one place, uh, you kind of earn that, right? Uh, but I want to make sure I build off of what he said. Uh, next week, I will be in Acts chapter 10 talking about Peter's vision. Go look at that. It's pretty interesting. Uh, it's actually very interesting, especially uh, with a lot of the history that is associated with it. I'm excited to share that with you. But over the course of the last few months, this is something I've been wanting to share with you guys. I've been sharing it with a few people. Uh, but I've been amazed at what God is doing here at First Christian Church. From a big picture perspective, I want you to think about this. This church has been in this community since 1860. Like that number on our shirt isn't just a number that we just threw out there willy-nilly. It's been out here since 1860. That's within 10 years of the city of Junction City being established. Think about how much has changed in the last 163 years in the time that First Christian Church has been in this community, right? In the last 150 alone, plastic, electric, lighting, cars, telephones, some of you might not know what a telephone is, but uh, uh, telephones and even uh, televisions or TVs, uh, the internet have all been invented in that time. Think about what the world would be like without internet or TVs, or phones, or cars, or plastic, right? This church has been in here and seen so many things in its time here. I can't imagine the number of churches that honestly have come and gone in this community alone in the time frame that God continues to work through our local body. One of the ways I think this has happened is that God has continually pruned things back in order to create new growth within our body. And that's what we are here to talk about today. There has been an evolution of sorts with our Christian education team that was known as the CE team. Um, what was no, once known as the CE team will now be known as the family ministry team. This transition started to occur because we realized that the volunteer children's ministry position in, in and of itself was too much for one person to handle. As long as I can remember, we've had a team, but we have functioned with Lindsay at the helm, right, and all of, a, all of us taking direction from her. But I also want to be clear, though, Lindsay's not going anywhere, right? We can't do a lot of what we do without her, and so I appreciate the heck out of her, and I hope you do too. 
Uh, she's as much a part of our family ministry team as our other sponsors are. In fact, I want to share with you a video that I shot of Lindsay talking about that very thing. So, um, Hello, I'm Lindsay Landreth. I uh, have been going to First Christian Church for a very long time. I don't know that I could tell you the years. 20 plus. Um, so I was raised in children's ministry at First Christian Church. Um, and I thought I would share... Uh, a bit of my testimony um, as it pertains to ministry here at First Christian. Uh, so I was uh, raised here at First Christian, um, and there was a, a transitional period between being a you know a kid in the youth group uh, to being um, an adult who has the opportunity to serve. Um, and I remember probably when I was about 19 or so, uh, feeling very uncomfortable. I was very uncomfortable in my seat uh, in the sanctuary, thinking I need to be doing more uh, uh, to serve and to be a part of the church. I knew that it wasn't what I was called to do, to just sit in the pew, more or less. Um, and so I just, I remember feeling very uncomfortable uh, being in the church at the moment. There was a woman named Tracy Garner who used to lead in our, our children's ministry. Um, and she approached me uh, probably around that time, uh, my early 20s, uh, and asked if I'd be willing to uh, sub for Brian and Jackie Shane as they were teaching in early elementary. Uh, and I said yes to that. Um, and then Tracy continued to come back to me and ask if I'd be willing to teach and to volunteer in the classroom. Um, and that's kind of where my <clears throat> children's ministry volunteering began. Um, and so I'm very thankful for Tracy and her asking. Uh, fast forward to um, being in the classroom with our third and third through fifth graders, I think still at that time. Uh, I had Anya Von Sprickelson as one of my students. And I remember preparing for class that day, but I wasn't very prepared for class that day. And I just kind of, you know, I was a little um, half-hearted about some of you know, my teaching at the time. And I, I um, remember reviewing the story with um, the third through fifth graders and Anya corrected me about the name of the king in the story. And I don't, you know, was it Nebuchadnezzar or Josiah or um, Hezekiah? Anyway, um, she corrected me and told me that I was wrong, um, which, I look back now and, and I think it's funny and um, I was very embarrassed at the moment and I felt very convicted at the moment um, because I, I wasn't prepared and convicted because I, um, you know, I, who was I to, to come to these students who were learning about the Bible to mess something up? How, how dare I handle God's word in that way? I, I do think that God used that experience to kind of wake me up to... Um, the way that I was, you know, approaching his word, the way that I was talking about him, um, uh, how I was teaching his word, that I needed to be um, far more reverent than I had been in the past. Um, so that was kind of a, a pivotal moment for me. Uh, looking back over the last you know, decade or so of being in children's ministry, I can see God's hand um, 
shaping me, um, you know, shaping our church, but really I just feel like he was, he, you know, there was a, a good amount of growing me and shaping me. Um, uh, he has increased my um, appetite for truth, that convicting moment with uh, Anya in the classroom, and then a, a number of other moments. Um, he has um, uh, increased my uh, respect uh, for his word. Um, uh, and then, man, I, I believe that over the course of time, he has even grown my love for um, his people um, and just people in general, whether they're in within these walls or outside of these walls. Um, working in children's ministry has been a very refining process. Um, one that I would say um, has grown me more than more than many other experiences in my life that I've come to know um, come to know God in a different way, and I'm very thankful for that. Appreciate the heck out of Lindsay and uh, and how she continues to lead. But about ten years ago, I remember being on a phone call with my mentor. He asked me about my position here at the church. Because if you don't know this, my title is actually Youth and Family Minister. Um, and I distinctly remember him asking, like, family ministry. And he, he was asking about it, and he ended up saying this. He said, family ministry is something that the entire church has to be on board with. It's not one person's role to do family ministry. Everyone has to be a part. Lindsay takes, takes over our children's ministry four to five years ago, and after a short time, uh, starts to say things like, man, I enjoy teaching, but what are they learning when they're not here? Uh, and then even a few years ago, the, the elders roll out this statement, fostering the family of God. Um, and basically, all of these moments, all of these moments since I've been here over the last, honestly, 11 years, I see God kind of continually pruning and pushing us towards where we're at right now. And that is God continues to prune this body in order to shape it. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm here for it. So I'm excited about it. But the family ministry at, at, uh, team at FCC seeks to fulfill the same mission given to us by our elders. We seek to foster the family of God through reaching and teaching connected for God's glory alone. Uh, for our team's purpose, we are talking about reaching, teaching, and connecting both the church family as well as the family, parents, and children, right? Uh, one author said this about defining ch ch uh, children's ministry, or not children's ministry, but family ministry. Some advocate that discipleship best, best happens at church or best happens at home, but scripture reveals how the two work together in collaboration when the responsibility and effort to raise up uh, the next generation is shared by the family and the church. A more holistic approach can be undertaken. Children's ministry is not something that's explicit within the Bible. I don't know if you, you know this or not. It's not something that, that's explicit within the Bible. Um, but we are, in fact, called to make disciples, right? Matthew 28, go, therefore, and make disciples of all na nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always till the end of the age, right? We have a responsibility to make disciples. And as being as being part of the church, uh, we offer something like children's ministry in order to make disciples. One avenue that the church has adopted to use, uh, one avenue that the church has adopted is to use programs through the church. But this cannot overshadow our responsibility as parents as well, right? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. 
You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you should talk with them. You should sit with them in your house, and you should walk with them uh, by the way. And when you lie down and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your own gates. In our, in our context, the most effective means of making disciples is if the church and the family work together. Our goal is, the, is to foster the family of God by coming alongside families in order to make disciples. I think that that, that is a sen- sentiment behind the youth and family ministry uh, uh, title, and it'll be the heartbeat of our team. The changes, uh, these changes were not just made uh, at, the, at the core, or on the surface, but at the core as well. Uh, what has changed about our team is even the people that are uh, involved with it. We've got a lot of different people uh, that we've kind of brought on board to help us out with it. Uh, myself uh, is, is, has always been a part of the team. Curriculum and, and youth coordinator is kind of the title that I put down here. Uh, Mike Berg, who's been about part of our team for a while, is going to help with our curriculum evaluation as well as helping out with our ones and twos. Rachel Houston helps out with our roots and our third through fifth. Uh, Avery Rush, she helps with our supply coordination, but to be honest with you, she is incredibly gifted at a lot of things, and I'm excited to have her on board with what we're doing. Uh, Lindsay Landreth is our roots coordinator, Nick Brown, volunteer coordination, Pays Mendoza, third through fifth coordinator, and then you got Ty Zimmerman that's helping us with curriculum evaluation uh, as well as other things. Each of these people are vital in the direction we are heading towards, and we are excited to be on this journey together. In fact, the, t- the, uh, in fact, the team this next In fact, the team is so important that this next section that I'm presenting was actually written by Avery, uh, go figure, a new and key member of our team. This is what she wrote down. What is servanthood? That is what what she was there to answer. Uh, There was a group of people who planned a party. They booked a room, ordered the food, secured the guest list, and figured out what appropriate dress code would be. Well, the time came for the party, and when they arrived, they realized that they had forgot something big, and the party could not go on without it. Instead of figuring out how to fix the problem and move forward, they all began to point fingers and argue. When then, but then one person stepped in and solved the problem. Uh, this is actually a story from John 13. That person was Jesus. The party was the Last Supper. Those arguing, those arguing party planners were the 12 disciples. And the problem? They didn't plan for a servant to wash their feet, as, as was custom then. The best example of servanthood we could ever have is Jesus. In this case, he stepped into a role of the lowest servant in the house and not only washed the feet of the disciples, but the feet of Judas, the person who would provide the ultimate betrayal. Servanthood isn't just about job title. Servanthood is about, isn't just about skill. Servanthood uh, is about attitude. It's about love, humility. Being a servant leader is seeking ways to add value to lives of others, and the best way to do it is to serve others. God doesn't call the equipped but he equips the called. Think about how many people have served in this church in the last 163 years. The honest truth is that this church and churches all across the world do not run without servants. Right now, we have a handful of volunteers in our ones and twos, as well as nursery, uh, like at this very moment, because those are the only classes in session. If it was a normal Sunday, you would have to include those that run our threes through fives in our elementary classes. What about the Welcome Center and the Connect team and the missions team? I wish I can recognize each and every one of these people, but, I want to sh- but I'm going to show a sh- couple short videos here to kind of talk about people that have volunteered and the impact that they have. 
The first one is a teacher uh, from one of our teams along with a student, and the second one is a father and son who talk about how our youth ministry has impacted them. All right, all right. Um, hi, I'm Rachel Houston, and I've been a member of First Christian Church for about 10 years now, and I've been pretty active with the children's education team, the family ministry team, um, for the almost the entire time I've been here. Um, I primarily teach in the preschool classroom, so three, four, and five-year-olds. Um, and what I really love about that is you really get them at that young age, and they're just starting to develop their understanding of Christ and and the you know father and like who he is and what um, what he means to us. And I find it very challenging because it has stretched my understanding of uh, the Bible and of God's words, and really having to understand the big concepts that I'm teaching to the three, four, and five-year-olds in order for them to understand, you have to kind of break it down simplistically. So you really gotta have a really good understanding first. Um, and then you get to just watch them grow in their their love of God. And it's just so fun that, you know, they love singing, they love dancing, they love um, all of the songs that we sing and the, the lessons that we teach, and they're just really a fun group. And then with that, I also teach Roots. So then after they're five, they get to come downstairs. So then I get to continue seeing their growth of, um, and their love of God through roots and their development through that. And then I get to see them all the way through fifth grade. So I get to see both ends. And it's just really fun and, and enjoying and it just lifts my spirit. You also get really close connections with families. Uh, the Heilmans um, are a really close uh, family that I have developed relationships with. And uh, Virginia, I've, I was very lucky to have Virginia in three, four, and five-year-old class and then continue to see her through Roots and then outside of church as well and just develop that bond with that family and explore God together and explore life together. Hi, I'm Virginia Heilman and I'm eight years old. I've been attended at First Christian Church since I was born. On Sunday mornings, I like to sing the songs and pray and the teachers and I like the teachers fun activities. On Wednesday nights we get to read a Bible. We get to read a story in the Bible with a buddy. I've liked Miss Rachel since she was my teacher because she has fun crafts and games. Hey, I'm Nathan. Uh, hey, I'm Nathan. Uh, I'm Truman. We've been in Junction City since 2009 and attended Flint Hills Church most of that time, but made a lot of good friends here at First Christian. And, uh, and as Truman's gotten to the youth age, has been coming more and more to youth group at First Christian? Um, I came to the youth group with like maybe like two or three friends and over the last like five years I've just like grown so close to people um, and really gotten to know the people that I should be you know involving myself with and you know just hanging out with the people I enjoy being around with. And, this is, I think it's been a benefit for Truman because it's been some place that he uh, looks forward to going to and it's not something that we're having to ask him or force him to come to do, to come to church with us. 
Um, so I've been really thankful for that, that it's, that it's a, a place with a place and with people that he wants to, that he looks forward to, to coming to. Um, and I was thinking about it the other day. I, I just hadn't put it together that when I was going into youth group, maybe freshman, sophomore year, I started going to another church uh, that I had closer friends with. And so I remember going a lot more, I think, there um, with a, type, a tighter group of people than, than our home church, which had a very large youth group. And um, so, yeah, I've been thankful for that. I feel like I've grown um, with being comfortable around the people around me and like being able to share with those around me. Um, like I had to get up and talk at our recent camp out and I mean it was scary it was kind of nerve-wracking but I got up there and it kind of felt comfortable I mean obviously it still had nerves but and I feel like praying over those around me and talking with those around me it just feels comfortable and like I could continue to do that I think the the one thing I wanted for Truman and kind of maybe nagged him about growing up is to think on his own, to make his own decisions, and not base his decisions off of you know people around him, um, to, to really think out decisions for himself. And so I think I've seen him becoming that type of person, a critical thinker, an independent thinker. Um, and one example recently that I can point to specifically is uh, you know a tough conversation he had with a close friend. Uh, it was uh, just, really gratifying to, to hear about that that uh, conversation that he initiated with a friend that that, um, that he felt like needed needed to have this conversation. Another thing I was thinking of was that not every church is able to offer uh, every type of ministry to its fullest extent and so it's great that there's a kind of a community of churches um, that that you know some have different strengths and can offer things to people in the community. Um, that don't necessarily attend the church. So I've been really thankful to First Christian for that. All right, so, man, I hope you enjoyed that. Hey, Ronnie, by the way, that's a, an instance of being comfortable being all right. So you're right on there. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. So why am I up here? Why did our team come up with this idea of Family Ministry Sunday? The first, the first thing I want to make sure I say is that I hope it stirs your heart uh, up in the same way that mine does, for praise and, uh, and honor to God that he has been faithful to this body for 163 years and will continue to be, hopefully, for years to come. I hope it stirs your hearts with thankfulness. It's crazy to think what he's done, and I'm excited to see uh, what we, he will do moving forward. Second of all, and don't be surprised, I know most of you won't be surprised by this, but of course we are always in need of servants. Uh, we believe that everyone here is called to serve in some way or another, 1 Peter 4.10 says that each of you has received a gift. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Each of us, each and every one of us, possesses God-given gifts. Not some, not most, but all of us. And they are needed, uh, needed most specifically in our children and youth ministry programs. Uh, honestly, one thing, ladies, I know you guys are super... Honestly, ladies, I think, tend to have a little bit easier time serving. Uh, and I don't know exactly what reason that, for, that is for, but, man, we need more men serving in some of these positions as well. We need that male presence because a lot of times uh, that is a powerful presence. 
If you're a parent or a family member who has children that participate in Sunday school programming, man, we invite you to join our class. See what your children are learning. See what happens in these rooms. Uh, man, this, it is something that I honestly think will open up your eyes as you begin to see uh, what is being taught, what your kids are learning, and how maybe you can come alongside to do that. Uh, in your bulletin, there's a, little, there's, a little slot, there's a little sheet in there, and it's got different positions that we're looking for. It's got different definitions of it. It's got things on all ends of the spectrum, stuff from actual doing coordinating to teaching to just being an aide. One of the things that we need a lot of help with, no surprise, is people that just are in the classroom so that when my three-year-old is throwing a fit, we got an extra set of hands, right? Uh, and so that's a position that, man, many of us could, could fill, and it doesn't take a whole lot of preparation. It just takes a little bit of intentionality. Uh, there are brief descriptions about these in there. Uh, our youth ministry programs are structured in a way that allows you to serve at whatever comfort level you desire. To se step alongside someone with experience, to be an extra pair of hands in the classroom, to be a team member. If you want to take some time to pray over this, man, we totally understand that. Uh, we totally understand that. If you need, a, if you need or, or want any questions to be answered, representatives from our team will be here. Uh, Avery's setting up some donuts in the back. Uh, we've got Mike over in the left talking about our curriculum. We've got different tables set up. Man, we'd love to talk to you about what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, and so, man, take some time to do that. We've got donuts and refreshments here. We've got some coffee set up. We've got bouncy houses for the kids outside. We know many of you have things that you uh, need to get to, uh, but we're trying to, to, uh, to again, uh, come alongside the people that have been serving in our children's ministry for some time. Uh, man, if you could fill that pamphlet out, that, not that pamphlet, but that little insert out uh, with things that you might be interested in, obviously name information, and just leave that at the end of your pew or throw it in our offering boxes. Man, we would appreciate the heck out of that. If you need more information or want to talk to somebody or even just want to pray over how you can serve, uh, take that along and bring it back. Man, we'd love to be able to touch bases with you about that. Um, being honest with you, uh, I'm extremely excited about where we're going. And I was sharing this with Ty the other day, and this is kind of just get a little bit vulnerable. Being, being here for 10 years, uh, having the title of family minister, honestly, it's a little bit scary. It's a little bit, honestly, even disheartening. Uh, I, I'm honestly taking it personally on myself that I wish I would have kind of seen some of these needs earlier and addressed them earlier. And so, man, I'm excited to kind of be at the place that we're at. But I'm going to be honest with you. I know there is so much work left to be done. And I'm excited about the team that we have to be able to work on that and get some of those things done. And so, man, I hope you are too. Um, I'm going to lead right into communion because I think, man, what, what better way to express our thankfulness than to remember uh, Jesus and what he's done for us. So if you've got your communion cup, man, get that out. Um, and I do want to make sure I say this. Uh, man, we have new people walk through here all the time, whether you're someone that's lived in this community for some time. It's always amazing to me how many people I've run into uh, that, man, I have lived here for six, seven, eight years or, or three or four years, and, uh, and, and we're just now seeing them. But then I also know that we get people uh, PCSing in here all the time, moving in here all the time, that have only been here for a handful of months. Uh, man, when we talk about serving, obviously we would love to get people plugged in, even if you're new here. But, man, that is not an obligation that we're looking for, for all of you to fulfill. We've got people that have been here for a long time uh, that we're asking to do some of those things. But uh, it's hard to open this and hold this at the same time. So uh, if you have your bread, uh, pull that out. Uh, this represents Jesus' body that was broken for us. And as we take that, I want you to remember that sacrifice that he gave for us.
And if you have the juice, this is the re- representation of his blood that was poured out as a symbol of the new covenant. Uh, also the, the symbolism of our, our sins being washed away and us being, being made right with God. So if you want to take that. Dear Heavenly Father, I come today and I thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to come before you. I thank you so much for uh, your son Jesus and, uh, man, what he means to us. How in the, midst of, uh, in the midst of our brokenness, in the midst of, uh, of a world that uh, wanted nothing to do with him, he, he not only got on his, uh, his knees and served, as we referenced earlier, but he went to a cross and died, died a criminal's death. And Lord, we thank you so much for that. Uh, Lord, I ask that you'd be with us as we leave here today. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate Matthew and, and his ministry, his heart. Uh, I, I, I just thought about that, uh, that phrase I use every once in a while, that, that church isn't something that you attend. Church is what you belong to, right? Through Christ, you belong. And, and again, I said that, that unity of the Spirit, we all belong to the same Spirit. That means we have to work through differences and, and uh, work together to accomplish what God desires. There's a lot of youth here this morning, and, and there's nothing better than knowing that our kids are growing with the understanding of who Jesus is and their opportunity to receive him uh, as Savior and, and to live their lives according to his purposes. Right, Precious? Yeah. Isn't that a great name? Precious? You will not forget Precious's name. Do not forget Precious's name at the end of the service. Search her down. Hug her until, until life is almost, just, you know, receive her well, okay? Uh, she, she is uh, going to do good things for Jesus, right? That's the plan, right? Right, okay. Noth- nothing like pressure in front of everybody else, right? No, we, we appreciate that. There's, there's a passage of Scripture, 1 Corinthians 12, where Paul talks about the body of Christ. When we talk about and think about the unity, when we talk about that connected in, in spirit, what God is doing. It is what God is doing. We just want to pay attention and we want to be involved as much as possible in what He does, how He works in people's lives and hearts. And, and so we're to be encouragers and, 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 boy, observers of His Word and teachers of His Word. And so I appreciate the invitation today is, is what Matthew laid out uh, to think. You know, you might have a decision already you want to make today of, of stepping forward and being a part uh, of the body in those ways. Uh, I know there's, there's forms that you've been given, you're looking over, maybe praying over, already filled out. So we're excited about, uh, I'm excited about the direction uh, that we're going in as well. Working as a body. The more we could do that, you know, the, the stronger we're becoming. And, and we got I'll tell you, I think we've done some good things here in the past. There's a long way to go until Jesus comes, right? I think that's a continued statement. Oh, we got a long way to go. Oh, until Jesus comes. 
So we're anticipating that. Hey, thanks for your attention this morning. Uh, I appreciate it. I don't think there's any, any quick announcements. No, Wednesday, Wednesday night uh, is the kickoff for our fall program. Six to eight o'clock. It's in your bulletin. You want to see what? What am I going to do for my Wednesday night? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I apologize. Forget anything I ever said in the past 30 seconds. So uh, it's not this Wednesday. I guess I'm a little anxious. It's the 30th. Is that the date? So the 30th. Please come and, and share in that. That'll be, maybe that'll be great because it'll be less the, we're, we're looking for 80 degree, 70, 80 degree on that night. So, uh, hey, survive this week, okay? Uh, when I, unless Jesus comes back and, and there's constant air conditioning there I'm sure but uh, you know uh, we're, we're planning to be back here together Lord willing so let's go ahead and and uh, just pray over this and and uh, pray the conclusion anything else okay uh, just I'll be especially given that it's family ministry Sunday I just want to make sure you guys realize uh, so our Wednesday night kickoff is Wednesday the 30th and then our classes our adult Bible study classes will start on the 6th and there's details about what each of those classes will be in your bulletin so if that's something that you want to participate in be checking out uh, what we're going to have as options there um, and then also let people know that uh, we are organizing meals before our Wednesday night programs that will be uh, happening as well so there's details on those things in there I just think that's some important information Okay. You have. There's several other things, so make sure you grab a bulletin and check it out. All right. Eric's going to lead us out in song. Let's all stand, and I'm going to close this in order. We're just going to pray. So that way we get oh, you guys extra time to we're gonna participate. What? We're not going to sing. We're not going to sing. Yeah, sorry. Hey, I wanted to give them all the time they had to uh, go participate hey, in the other stuff. if you don't like that decision, rebel and sing something, okay? Here we go. Sing let's, on your way off. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's pray. Father in heaven, we praise you. And, and, and bottom line is we praise you for Jesus. Without Jesus, what do we have? Uh, we, we don't have this connectedness. We don't have the salvation that you've given us. We're not called your children. But, Father, you so freely have given us that love. Uh, and the, the, the fact is that Jesus is such the evidence of that. And, and the fact that he lives today, Lord, uh, we come rejoicing in you. And thinking about the church and knowing that it's more than just on Sunday morning, that it is our lives, Monday through Saturday. And on Sunday morning, that's that time to celebrate together. So, Father, continue to, to draw us, continue to, to help us to grow. Lord, we know that as we continue to seek, uh, we, we continue to find, and you continue to develop and work in us. So, Father, we praise you for this Sunday. We praise you for the... Uh, family ministry team, continue to work with them, strengthen them, uh, build this up, Lord, that more and more children will come to know Jesus and families will be strengthened. And even this day and age, God, you're good to us and we give you praise. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Take care, everybody.